Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And I can tell you one thing, the two of us definitely didn't get a loser point today. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we did, however, life did make us work for it today, though. Much like the Blue Jackets made the Bruins work for it. Oh, yeah, they sh- they sure did. Um, which is just going to be a cluster of a time for us to talk about on this episode um, but welcome on in, everybody. It is Friday as you're listening, which means we are at the end of another glorious week, which means that we are so close to the weekend. I don't know about you, Laura. I need the weekend in a way in which I can't even describe, and I even still have to work on Saturday, but I cannot wait for the weekend. No, I am the same. For some reason, this week has just felt very long. And I've been real antsy and I just like need a weekend. And I just like what I need. And I know we've talked about this and to our listeners, I promise I'm not like a hippie. I don't think, but I like want so badly to just like escape into like a dark sky preserve where like, there's no light pollution. And I could just like look up to the sky and see all the different like constellations and different galaxies and all like like i want that so bad right now to just be in solidarity like in solitude not solidarity i mean like i am standing in solidarity (laughs) with a lot of people right now but like solitude i just want like solitary confinement maybe we should get you i mean it's not outside but like maybe we should get you um like a a deprivation tank like a fucking like sensory deprivation tank yeah, like the floating thing. Yeah, I want one so bad. I had a really hard decision to make it work this week, and I literally told myself I just wanted to get into a tank, like into exactly what you're describing, and just like hope for the best and hope that by the time I came out of it, I would like know what the fuck I was doing with my life. So, I think I would like re- in one of those things because you know you're just you're floating there. I think you'd and- have a panic attack. I don't think you'd handle it well at all. <laughs> Well, I was just about to say that I think that I would, like, ride a very thin line between, like, loving it and having a panic attack. Yeah, and that's the line that I'm afraid of for you. Like, that is a scary, scary line to be on. Yeah, like, I, I, I like floating. I don't swim very often because I used to a long time ago, but because I have issues. But I like the idea of floating. But I think it's the, like, the quiet. I think the quiet's my problem. Yeah, that makes sense. I resonate a lot. I think the voice would be very loud. Well, they're not exactly (laughs) quiet in the world when it's, like, not quiet around you. So, like, I imagine that they would be moderately amplified. And it's not more than one of my voice. I want people to be very... I want to be very clear with the people. It's not more than one of mine. It's other people that do exist. They're not imaginary. Um, Or so she says. Or so she says, yes. No, they're real. You've met them. I know. I feel like I know the voices that you're referring to, so. 
But I I would be happy to gift that to you at some point if you want. Oh, that's really nice. Maybe that'll be like what we do with this like quarters, like <laughs> the the That's it. We'll out. get you the sleep deprivation, not the sleep deprivation, the Yeah, do not deprive me of any more sleep. <laughs> if I get deprived of any more sleep, it's gonna be a problem. The isolation floating thing. That's actually the exact trademark name for it. Yeah, that was exactly right. Most of the time they come with salt caves. I would go in a salt cave. Well, I think isn't that because they put, well, I know it's like not because they put it in there, but also like, don't they put like a metric fuck ton of Epsom salt in the water? And that's how it like, yeah, that's how you float. It's going to have to be a lot of Epsom salt for me because I'm a dense bitch. (laughs) Same. I think it might also give me a complex. I think I would lean back (laughs) to float and then I would sink to the bottom of like, pure salt water and then my ass just start breathing in so i could die there and save myself the embarrassment um but yeah no they normally come with like salt caves i think well i am that would be nice and relaxing i'm most worried about those though not salt caves but the um sensory deprivation tanks because i and a fr- like I think they say that you have like cuts or anything on your body, like that it'll like really, really hurt. And I feel like I always have like a paper cut somewhere, or I always have like a little like tiny little like scratch like somewhere. And I can't That's handle true. that. Like I can't handle that pain. Like that would be unworth it for me. But we also want to go to one of those break stuff rooms. Uh, you the, <laughs> the way you are naming shit tonight, bitch. It's all, a rage room, perhaps. Is what you're referring <laughs> to. <laughs> you said break stuff room. I cannot with you. What is going on? That's what they are. I mean, you're not wrong. It's like calling, like, a concert venue, like, a music listening place. Like, it's just, like, very much, like, <laughs> not what it's called. But, like, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> like, Nationwide Arena is, like, a frozen water, like, game space. Like, <laughs> it's, like, very much what your brain is doing. Don't I don't like. think I was that literal. I don't, I don't know. We were getting pretty close to literal. <laughs> break thing room like a break a break stuff room sorry i feel like i feel like we didn't really change the definition of the thing when we just said that but um we're on one tonight folks we are on one it's because i have a Lacroix in my hand bougie bitch yeah that's me what flavor are you drinking um lemon thanks for asking just lemon or limoncello no, it is just lemon. It just says lemon. I don't know. There is a limoncello flavor because I What's had to the... stock it at my old job. What's the difference? I don't know. I don't That's drink right. LaCroix. I don't like <laughs> mineral water. It's really good. I like it. Wow, are we going to make it through this episode? Be Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's listening and they're like, no, no, you're not. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But Laura. What's what's one thing this weekend that you're planning to do that is exciting and not depression oriented? It's hard for things to not be the depression oriented, Laura, when uh, 
you're depressed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to help them? Um, no, I, well, I don't actually have plans outside of working on Saturday, which honestly is probably good, <laughs> like, because I am so tired. Um, but what I'm working on Saturday is the T-Pain concert at Grand Valley. So, like, that's fun. Like, it'll be a good time. I might get to meet T-Pain. So that's unique. Um, what is Will one you thing call you him do? Mr. T-Pain? I'll call him Tallahassee Pain. <laughs> I think that that's like why his, is that why his name is T Pain because he's from Tallahassee. I'm like I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna up. be honest. I have very little knowledge of T Pain. I know <sighs> some of his songs. God, he's so and that good. he was on the Masked Singer. What is your favorite T Pain song? Did I just put you on the spot too fast? You did. I think mine is Bartender. Is I that like the Bartender? That song. Uh-huh. Keep talking I'm about that the song. Bar with her. He also, and this is the thing that I sometimes forget. He is like the vocalist on Low by um Flow Rider. Flow Rider, yeah. Which is always astonishing to me. But what else? He also has a song with Soldier Boy that I always think about, but I forget what song that is. Um but I mean, then he also has like, I'm going to buy you a drink. Ooh, yes. I do like that song. Me. Yeah. Um, he's also a really good singer. Like you mentioned, he was on The Masked Singer and he like wasn't using auto-tune, of course, and he was so good. Didn't he win? I think so. And he just released an album called On Top of the Covers and it's all covers that were like inspired by when he was on The Masked Singer. So he does like All of Me, like by John Legend, I think. No, I think he does. Well, maybe he does All of Me. I think Stay With Me for sure. But he does some weird, like not weird covers on there, but covers that you like wouldn't expect for people to cover I might today. have the I might have the track list right here in front of me. Yeah, it's it's fun. He does A Change Is Gonna Come. Don't stop believing. Which, like, <laughs> all I can think about is the Glee version of that song anymore. Uh, sharing the night together. Scrangs in K major sus. I have no idea what that means. Stay with me. Oh, won't you? Um, Tennessee whiskey. Which is so good. His cover of Tennessee whiskey is so good. Um, that's life and war pigs, which is wild. His cover of war pigs, like, insane. also, I don't know if you can look at this cover. I know it, it cracks me up. His cover art, where he's like literally centrally laying on a bed, like on top of the covers with a rose in his mouth and a bottle of crystal. I'll let you, I'll let you know how that goes because. This should be fun. I'm excited. It should be good. But, Laura, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, that is like a positive, fun, non-depressive thing. I get to see four of my nieces and nephews for the first time since Christmas on Saturday. That'll be so good. I'm so excited. Uh, I get to see my brother's two youngest, Isaac and Connor, and then my sister's two youngest, Hudson and Hallie. 
and they're coming to Newark with my mom and my brother, I guess. Um, and we're going to, it's called The Works. It's a children's oh, museum yeah. in Newark. So apparently it has like some of the old stuff from the original COSI and it's like really interactive and whatnot. And they're all like the perfect age for that stuff. So, and I'm just going to squish their faces the whole time. Yeah, that'll be good. That is a really good example of a non-depressive thing to do. Correct. But I have to ask you what I always ask you. What's that? How you fucking doing this week? (laughs) How's it going? How are you? Okay. (laughs) I'm so I don't know what's going on with me right now. I am so tired. (laughs) Like what comes out of my mouth is just gonna be what comes out of my mouth. And I'm not apologizing for it. That's okay. Uh, No, I'm it's I'll probably apologize afterward. That's fine. It's been two days since we recorded, so um, it has it has been three, but all right, it's been three. Yeah. Um <laughs> I did get to tour or do the walkthrough of the place that I'm moving to. Come and on, new living establishment. I got to pick out paint colors for the living room. Come on, that space was... where those people congregate whenever they're hanging out. Correct. Sorry, that I'm was... doing nothing that you were doing. <laughs> A very literal, like Yes, I know, which makes it sound like you're making fun of me in my No, 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 I'm actually really excited about this for you. This is, like, really positive. I actually mean that. This sounds so Um, sarcastic because I can't really put any inflection in my voice right now. So we're just waiting to get the estimate from the carpet people on when they can change all the carpet, and then I will finally know my moving date, which will mark the return my return to Columbus. So I'm so excited and so excited to cut like 40 minutes off my commute every day or not every day, twice a week to work. Um, and yeah, I have um, two really big presentations next week that I'm doing a dry run for tomorrow and I'm nervous, but it's going to be great. You're going to be iconic. There's no doubt in my mind. Or I'm going to fall on my face. So either way, I don't think my boss will fire me. But And there's safety in that. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, how are you? Yeah. As I say, you're going to ask me how I'm doing them. That's crazy. That's crazy. Where are your manners? I wasn't sure uh, where you're dictating the direction of this show right now. And I wasn't sure which way you wanted to go. No, no, no. I think I'm back in my like actually being calm era. No, I'm doing okay. I'm so tired. I'm really, really, really tired. But I am I'm good. Good things happened this week. I had a presentation today that went really well. It was really fun. It's like one of those moments where I like like my job, which is really cool. Um I always like my job, but it was like one of those like really good moments. If you work in education and you like know how like light bulb moments happen sometimes and those feel really good, it was one of those. But um, yeah, no, I'm good and I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, like April is like through like May, like I feel like I don't 
own a lot of myself. I am so excited about next weekend. Like Easter weekend will be good. Laura and I will be together again, and we will be uh, going to the Blue Jackets game on the eighth, which hopefully we have some fun things for. And so that feels really good. But other than that weekend specifically, it feels like no weekends are my own until, um, until like the second weekend of May. So, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that'll be good. And like I said, I don't have anything planned Sunday. I don't have anything planned Friday. I think I'm going to leave work today early. Like, I feel like good about that. I won't. As right? you okay. should. You. We both, we both know I won't, right? You should. I should. Because you're working that... a good chunk on Saturday. That is true. In the same way that I, um, in the same way that I should take time off of work, the Blue Jackets should be losing hockey games uh, to some extent right now. And that's my really terrible transition into talking about this this team that brings us so many feelings and so many complex thoughts. Laura, I did text you. I said, do you want to talk about these silly bitches? Like, do you want to talk about like these? Like, And you're like, we probably should. We probably should talk about them. And talk about them we will, Laura. There have been two games since we last recorded. First against New York. Second against Boston, and um, <laughs> it's not that I don't want to talk about New York. I mean, like, New York was not good, right? Like, I mean, like, obviously, we know that that's not really news to anybody. I think, like, like, I don't have really anything to say about that game, like, having watched it and, like, having, like, seen it. Like, it just wasn't good. I yeah, don't I mean, think Brad Larson, I have a question. Why do you – why are you pulling your goaltender down three? Yeah, that was a very questionable choice. Like, this time of year when you're losing best, like, what are you trying to do there? Maybe he was just trying to give Hutch a break, like... Like, get off the ice, like, just take a breather? Like, is that, like, that's the only... <laughs> what, what a brazy explanation. Um, But yeah, other than that kind of ridiculous decision, which ended up us losing even more than we would have originally... Um. Yeah, the only like notable thing from that game is Marchenko getting his 20th goal of the season and officially tying for the record of most goals by a rookie with Pierre-Luc Dubois. So we are now only one away from kicking, I believe, what you referred to him as a, did you call him a whiny French-Canadian bastard? Is that what you called him? I probably called him a lot of things, Laura. I have no idea what I said <laughs> on there, though. <laughs> I, I do believe there was... I know it ended with French-Canadian bastard, but, like, I don't remember what the first part of it was. But, so, yes, we are one Kirill Marchenko goal away from knocking PLD off of his Blue, Jack, Blue Jackets pedestal. So that's really the only thing to say. About the Rangers game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. And I mean, like, I, God, I need him to score that goal when we're at that game together. Like, I can't deal with it again. I know I said it last episode. I can't deal with the stress of waiting that long. But um, well, that's against the Rangers too. Look at that! Look at that! It could be a good opportunity for him to to full circle that shit. But but yeah, tonight. I mean, so as we're recording, it's Thursday night. But you know, yesterday the Jackets took on the Boston Bruins and you know it was obviously like right like it's worth noting the 
continuous injuries for the Blue Jackets and like who's in, who's out, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, of course, naturally, like, because why not? Uh, you know, at least thankfully, there's no like internal damage uh, happening to Adam Oquist. Uh, well, I mean, if he has the flu, then maybe it's internal damage, but like, not not bone damage um, to to the guy. And so he gets subbed out for hometown kid, Billy Sweezy, who comes in on an emergency recall from Cleveland, which our friends at Lockdown Blue Jackets. Uh, oh, know, no. Couple- Sweezy was already in. The person who came in was um, Bjork. Bjork, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But um, Sweezy is Boston hometown, hometown kid. Sorry, right, I'm yes. just like, really excited about him fighting tonight. So that like still matters a lot to me. Sweezy comes in against New York. That's my bad. But then, yes, Bjork comes in tonight. And so um, fun fun times here is that the Blue Jackets, when they took the ice on Tuesday, uh, had aver- an average of 90 games played for their blue line, like for each of their blue liners. And with Leboque stubbing out and Bjork coming in, uh, that dropped to 65 games. So the average <laughs> Blue Jacket defenseman in this game played less than – a season of hockey, uh, you know, going into this game, it was 186 games from for you know Andrew Peak, 113 games for Gavin Bayreuther, uh, 50 games for Tim Burney, uh, 28 games from Jake Christensen, two games from Billy Sweezy, and then um, you know a handful there also from from Marcus Brook. And so it's like that's just insanity. Like this whole thing is a whole wild, and it's fun to fun to see it all take place and you have to imagine you have to imagine that they're going to get their shit kicked in this game like you have to imagine that you have to imagine that when you're going up against potentially the best regular season team in nhl history at home with the opportunity to clinch the president's trophy that the boston bruins are going to look at the echl blue jackets and they're going to say <laughs> listen here <laughs> we're winning this game and if that's not enough if that's not enough, I don't I don't have any interest in talking about this game chronologically, Laura. If that's not enough, the Blue Jackets lose Lane Peterson and Jack Roslevic to injury during the game. And at numerous points in this game, lose players to five-minute fighting majors <laughs> and whatever else have you to the point where the Blue Jackets at one point were playing with nine fucking forwards. Nine. That's three lines. Yeah. They had three, like, not the fact, like, they didn't shorten the bench and had three lines. They had nine forwards available to play. <laughs> and they took this fucking game to overtime. Which honestly is a miracle in and of itself. That... Who? The Blackhawks? The Ducks? Like, <laughs> like, who is this a miracle for? Um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, both the two goals that were scored in regulation by each team were scored in the first period. And then it was nothing but fights and penalties for all of the second and third period. Um, and honestly, like, the I don't think the Bruins played very well. No, Bruins, Bruins played like shit. Tiny little corrections corner. It, the Jackets scored in the first, the Bruins scored in the second. Oh, but sorry. it's like, I, yeah, it was a bad game. If you're a Bruins fan, like, that game makes me nervous. Like, I, like, they didn't look good at 
all. Like, I'm sorry, but like the Jackets don't have, and, and obviously, like the Jackets have. Well, really, I honestly, neither team has a lot to play for. The Bruins are going to have home ice advantage through the playoffs. They were going to win the President's Trophy. It didn't matter if they did it tonight or if they did it. And like, they just had to get two points, or somebody else had to lose two points over the course of the next ten. They were going to be fine. They're going to win it. So they didn't. They were playing with nothing either. Like, but the Jackets really have nothing to lose. They're like trying to play spoiler again like they do sometimes and they they tried to do it man like they did and i mean like hutch stood on his head like yeah this was by far his best performance i'm happy for him for that like i think it's just more so like oh god like and also like there's a part of me that wishes that peterson would have gotten kicked out of the game for that hit on on bergeron because um him getting injured probably isn't a great alternative and he would not have gotten injured obviously if he would have had to i mean that fight like that trent Fe- frederick punch through his draw i mean like it was just ko like lights out like right away that's a scary hit to watch but i mean mm. what else are you gonna do you have to take that fight i was i have to say i'm n- never one to say that the blue jackets were maybe gifted one by the refs there but i honestly thought that that was gonna be a five minute mate like that to me like i don't know like that was a pretty rough well, it was ruled it was ruled a major on the ice and then they yeah. reviewed it got knocked down to a minor well and and part of that is i think like the politics of like they politics is dramatic the like idea of like they can't bump it up from a minor but they can bump it down so i think they call it sometimes a major just so they can review it and then they'll make their decision but like even like nick felino so at the time nick felino was in the blue jackets broadcast booth doing a little bit of a spot with valley and with jeff and jody and Nick, like, had an audible... Did you catch that? Like, Nick, like, went, ooh. Like, Nick was like, whoa. Like, like was, like, surprised by the hit. Um, It wasn't nearly as dirty, like, as the Matt Calvert check to the head back in the playoffs in, like, 2016, whatever year that was. But, um, but yeah, it was rough. Like, I, I was shocked. I, I hope that nothing comes of that. Like, I mean, he's hurt anyway. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it was a little out of character, too. And I'm not sure, like... But there was a lot of things that were out of character, like, in this whole game. Like, you know, obviously that happened. Billy Sweezy got in a fight, which his entire family just, like... I don't know if you caught the shots of them in the stands, but, like, they were going crazy. Um, Because he is a Boston kid. His parents have season tickets to... um, the Boston or the Boston's the Bruins. Um, and they have since 1976 or something like that. Something crazy. Um, and there was just like, there Boone got in a fight. Um, oh God. Uh, Marsh or Marchenko, uh, which I enjoyed. Marchenko made that asshole Brad Marchand bleed from the face. <laughs> Hey, that's my best friend. Fuck your best friend. Aw. <laughs> you, you say that a lot, though, don't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> I say that a lot to you? Yeah, like, I like because of your self-deprecation. That's, that's oh, yes, I do say that, yes. Um, but, and I was also, I, I was surprised as much as Jody Shelley with that they let Brad Marchand stay out on the ice with blood all over his jersey. Yeah. Because normally the rule is that you have to go get a new jersey if you have blood all over it. Because that it's you can't have 
physical contact with other people's blood. Right. And he was actively bleeding, too. Like, his nose was still bleeding. Yeah, no, things were not going well for him. So, yeah, it was just a weird game. Like, and both goaltenders, like, it was also just, like, a battle of goaltending. Because it was pretty... So good. It was pretty even in, in shots for most of the game. And it just was weird. Like... The Blue Jackets were trying really hard, and the Bruins weren't trying hard enough. And, yeah, it just resulted... I don't know what the final count of penalties was, but at one point it was 12, and it was only the second period. 15. Total. 15. Yeah, for what it's worth. Yeah, I just went through and counted. So, that's a, a lot of penalty minutes. Sure is. Sure is, yeah. So both teams, and you look at, let's see here. Um, yeah, so the Jackets had five power play opportunities and didn't capitalize on any of them, which is actually a little bit out of character, although let's also keep in mind the injuries and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one for five on the power play for the Bruins and both teams with 25 penalty minutes in this game. Boone Jenner had seven. Boone Jenner had a fight. Uh, Billy Sweezy dropped the gloves like we talked about a little bit earlier. And so it was just, I mean, like, I can't remember the last Blue Jackets game that I watched where you had two fighting majors in a game. I'm sure that there there probably has been one this season, like, with how much we fought this year, which is cool like that for us. But also, like, <laughs> this was one of those games where I was, like, really devastated that <laughs> Matthew Olivier and Erica Branson weren't on the ice because Lane Peterson needed all the help he could get after that hit. And so... He didn't get it, obviously. He got knocked out instead. But, yeah, this one's weird. It's weird, and the Jackets will move on, come back home, right? And so uh, we'll see what happens next. We'll see what happens next for the boys. But it's been an interesting little stretch here, and these are the games, like, I don't know. I try not to be one of these people all too often because I feel like you and I like to enjoy when they actually, like, show little glimmers of hope. But, like, this is one of those games where I'm like, oh, my God, guys, for real. Like, nope, like – Nobody was expecting the Jackets to do anything in this game. To your point, like you tweeted it and we've talked about it even so far on the show is that like nobody thought the Blue Jackets were even going to be competitive in this game. And yet somehow this is the one that they steal a point from. And again, it's like one of those games where, you know, a couple of the games last week that they found a way to win, like that game that they won, um, you know, in um, in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the a seven, win that- six game. I'm okay with like, and I'm happy about this is one of those games where I'll look back on and I'll be like, if we miss out on something by a point, like that'll suck. Um, Cause I just didn't expect it, but it is what it is. It's a good, it's a good moment for them. And it feels like a galvanizing kind of game, but I feel like that could have still been true. And if they would have uh, lost in regulation. Yeah. I feel like this is the first time I'm kind of mad that they did push it to overtime because you know, it it's fine to win, like, fine to lose 2-1, like, that's, you know, that is what it is, but we could have, we could have dealt with this in regulation, and, you know, because now everyone's up at arms again about the fact that we got one point, and so it's not clear if we're going to remain the 32nd team in the league, and all this sort of stuff, and, you know, I like a if we're gonna win games, like 
I would rather win games at home, like in front of our fans, and like have those few games that we win in what's left to be at home. So like this kind of gets rid of that cushion for the, you know, back-to-back home games that we have this weekend. So that's kind of a bummer. But it was Boone's first fight or first categorized fight since 2017. I'll take it. So... And he was pretty into it. Like, he pretty much punched that guy in the face a lot. So. Yeah, I like when he's angry. We are big fans of of Mad Boone. We sure are. And, Laura, do you know what else we're big fans of? Winning money on DraftKings. Like, the biggest fans of that folks i mean like i can like i don't know if you can find bigger fans of it than us in the in the world but uh nevertheless we hope to make you fans of it as well because as you all know it's final four time and the biggest tournament in college basketball is getting ready to wrap up and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Listen, personally, I love chaos. You know that if you listen to this show long enough. And this Final Four and the men's side of things, it is utter chaos, folks. And, you know, I'm hoping that Miami finds a way to beat UConn because I would love to see a bunch of uh, first-time, you know, national championship contenders face off to to win the ultimate prize in college basketball. And we're going to have the chance to see how that one plays out. So you're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and you sign up with promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Laura, we were disappointed because when we record on Thursdays, especially when we're having like days where we like, it's not that we don't want to talk about the Blue Jackets, but it's like, what else do we really like? We I think looking at the at the time of which we've been recording, we talked about the Blue Jackets for uh, 17 minutes, and we uh, rambled. And I was knocking <laughs> for se- 16 minutes so far in the show. So really, this is not a Blue Jackets heavy podcast today, and I think that it's okay um, because we are we're tired, and you're tired, and we know that the season's almost over, and we just want to like have some fun. At the end of this episode, we're, so we're like, you know what gets posted on Thursdays? Unpopular food opinions. And we get to talk about those together. And those are always fun. But they didn't fucking do it today. <laughs> so, so Laura, and I'm so, and I'm so confused because I swear that before when I was like on Instagram just doing things that they had posted them. Because I was like, ooh, this is, I should tell him that they're on here. And I don't know if, what happened. They like took them down or something but i did find like you said i did find an alternative on buzzfeed so we can continue with this idea so and some of them were kind of funny i will tell you that i haven't read the entire list that they have i only read like five or six of them but i think we're gonna get some good conversation i can't wait out of them (laughs) i cannot wait you gotta let me know 
Okay. Are you ready? Never been more ready for anything in my entire life, my friend. Okay. This one says, ranch dressing ruins any food it touches. It's just a way for people who can only eat bland food to pretend they have varied taste. Now, what Agree the or disagree? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> what do you mean? So I'm guessing you disagree with this statement. Yes. With a, with a vengeance. I also disagree. I'm not a huge ranch person. Like... I just never have been. It wasn't like an option ever when I was a kid. Um, I think I may have told this story before, but like until I was like 10 years old, I thought the only um, type of salad dressing that existed was oil and vinegar. So it just and was not exposed. Salt and pepper. <laughs> right. And so I was just not exposed to the uh, wide world of ranch dressing, but and it has to be, like, I'm pretty picky. Like, I love Jet's Ranch. Mm. And I love the ranch from Hot Chicken Takeover. Yeah. But it has to be kind of, like, special for me to be into it. Wingstop Ranch is good, too. I don't know if you've had it, but Wingstop Ranch I is, like, A-plus. Highly recommend. Um, yeah, me growing up, personally, um, my salads consisted of um, ranch with a little bit of lettuce on top. That was like what we were, and a, a shit ton of croutons, like a shit ton of croutons, and we we would demolish them, and they would basically be breadcrumbs. <laughs> that was how we did it. I remember right. one time. No, listen to this. this is embarrassing as hell. I remember mm -hmm. one time I brought a little plastic Ziploc baggie to a hometown buffet so that way I could put the croutons on the salad bar into the bag so I could beat the shit out of them to put it on my salad. Wow, I thought you were going to tell me to take them home. And I was going to be no, like, wow, no. you're like my grandma. No, 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 no. I would just demolish those shits before I put them on the salad. It's crazy. Hey, that makes sense. I support you. Thank you so much. Okay. Number two. Shrimp is vile. It's like the seafood flavor. It's like seafood flavored bubble gum. Oh, ew. I could not disagree with anything more. I think this person is just eating not quality shrimp. Yeah, shrimp is fine. I I mean, I'm not like, I actually feel similarly about ranch as you do about shrimp. No, vice versa. I feel similarly about shrimp as you do about ranch. Um, it's fine. One time somebody told me this, and I hope this doesn't ruin it for you, but I can't think about shrimp the same way anymore. And I honestly mm -hmm. don't eat it very much anymore because of this. So I don't know if you want me to say this to you or not. To I me, think I know what you're going to say. A shrimp has the same texture as like a clementine or a mandarin orange. Yeah, that does not turn me off of it because I'm obsessed with clementines and mandarin. I am oranges. too. There's something about the texture comparison that I just cannot get behind. Yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent a shrimp girly. I love shrimp cocktail. I love fried shrimp. You and know, we're dragging Andrew Peak for saying on our show that he would put fish in the Stanley Cup, and I'm starting to believe that you would make the Stanley Cup a big ass fucking shrimp cocktail. Absolutely not. There are a million more things I would put in the Stanley Cup, but I'm just saying, I love shrimp in all varieties. Um, love shrimp etouffee. Love a good shrimp po' boy. Like I've even like I don't love to do it because I don't like dealing with things, but like. I know how to peel and clean my own shrimp. Um, 
again, I don't love to do it because I don't love dealing with the legs of things, but yeah, freaking love shrimp. So good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you're not going to agree with this because you have a very specific way that you eat this. Um, oh, God. The only way to eat mac and cheese is by mixing ketchup and ranch in it. Otherwise, it tastes terrible. This makes you want to die. I do sometimes and have eaten ketchup with macaroni, boxed macaroni and cheese before. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. I listen. There's no way in sweet fuck she listens to this show. I went to high school with someone. Her name is Caroline O'Connor. I'm saying her full government. <laughs> Caroline O'Connor. And Caroline literally only used to eat her mac and cheese with ketchup. I haven't talked to Caroline in probably eight years. Seven, six to eight years I have not talked to this woman. And yet that sticks with me. That is so deeply ingrained in my memory. And the smell of it is just, oh, God. Oh, my. I knew you would have a reaction to this. Bad. Bad. But you should all know... You don't love ketchup. I, I love ketchup. I have to be in the mood for it. Like if I'm like there, it, it usually is like a very specific moment where I want like ketchup with anything, and so yeah, I love ketchup. So, it's but you also make your box macaroni and cheese in like the most bougie way possible. It's not bougie. It's it's a mess. It's literally just as much butter as you can get in a pan. So that way you don't have to use milk because the wetness from the melted butter is the milk. Like that's like not, that's not bougie. That's artery clogging. <laughs> well, yes, I, it's but just it's different. different. And I also, no, listen, here's the recipe. You just do, you have to put a craft single on the bottom before you pour the pasta back in it from the strainer, <laughs> from the colander. You have to do that. And you Did thought you it was crazy when you I made it for me. Time. Yeah, and you thought I was fucking insane. And, and then you were like, wait a minute. And I said, yeah, period. Don't ever question me again. That was delicious. right, wasn't I? Was I right? It was delicious. You're welcome. Thank you for showing me the error of my ways. Of course. Happy to do it. Are you ready for the next one? I'm on it. I'm, I'm on one right now. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Uh, this one says watermelon has absolutely no flavor. It's like biting into mushy water. It's just not true. Pick Correct. a better fucking watermelon. Quit being shit um, and picking out your produce. Exactly. Because a good watermelon is like magic. A good watermelon cold is like magic. Yeah, there is nothing more disappointing than room temperature, like almost actually hot watermelon that is like not firm and it's kind of mushy. That mm -hmm. is gross. Like they're right about that, but that's because they're picking out shitty watermelon. Like that's on that them. Is correct. That's not on watermelon. Take accountability correct. for your actions. I will say I don't like artificial watermelon flavor. Yeah, I don't love it. I sometimes, well. I like the um, I like chewy watermelon artificial candy, but I don't like hard artificial watermelon candy. Did you know that we have a friend who's allergic to artificial watermelon flavoring? Is it Pashi? No. Who is it? Katie Circla. Oh, see, I was on the right path though with like how we were acquainted with the human that was mm -hmm. allergic. But yeah, well, I'm glad we're on the same uh, page with that. 
Okay, next one. French fries and cereal are only good when they are soggy. Hard disagree. What the f- I mean, like, you, like, found a list that is, like, the most, like, disagreeable thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is, like, bad. Like, th- like not the list. This is fun. I'm having a good time. But these food opinions are bad. Correct. I will say there's something about, like, a very, like, heterogeneous cereal moment where you, like, have some of them that are, like, really soggy and some of them that are still really crisp. And that, like, mixing of textures to me I'm really into. But, like, if the whole thing's mushy, it's not my vibe. Correct. I also love crispy fries. Like, I prefer my fries, like, double fried. I do, too. Yeah, I don't know what... Who doesn't? Who wants a soggy fry? Mainly because I need a sturdy um, vessel for my ketchup. Come on, sturdy vessel! Don't we all need a sturdy <laughs> vessel? Don't we all? Yes. I've been saying that for years. Okay. Uh, next one. Breakfast this is food. Us in the fucking nursing home, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Continue. Um, breakfast. <laughs> breakfast foods are overrated. The whole breakfast menu is made up of the same three items, eggs, syrupy bread, and greasy meat in different configurations. <laughs> you know, it's worth hearing them out. <laughs> like, I don't know how wrong they are about that last part. <laughs> like, like, they are forgetting a, a start. Like, they're forgetting a potato moment. Like, that's the other piece that they're forgetting out of that. Yeah, like, or like, grits and oatmeal. Those are... I mean, that's kind of soggy bread. Like, I mean, like, kind of. That's true. Like, I mean, I guess how I was being very literal the other earlier in the episode, I guess in a literal connotation, it is eggs, syrupy bread, and greasy meat. But, like, clearly this person has never had good bacon. Greasy meat is my drag name. Awkward <laughs> stage. Miss Greasy Meat. <laughs> We'll keep that in our back pocket for when you Sounds start. Good. I will say, I'm trying to think what, um, oh, what was I going to say? I don't like, but I still think they were really quality breakfast foods. I mean, I, it probably is overrated. Like, I actually think that brunch is overrated. Oh, I think brunch is overrated. Which is like yes. a statement for my people. That's true. So I hope we don't get canceled. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like love brunch. It's you're fine. just not a big, know. like, eat-in-the-morning person. You're right. I am, like, very much. Well, actually, I've been eating breakfast a lot more recently. I've actually had a hyperfixation on McDonald's sausage burritos. Huh. I don't know what's going on there. But, hey, you're eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> a well-balanced one, too, girl. Yeah. I so- always feel bad. I always feel bad when you come to stay with me, and then I force you to eat breakfast because I usually try and impress you and make, like, my egg sandwiches or something. Yeah, which are delicious. Yeah, and I do eat those and I enjoy them. I'm just so lazy in the morning. I'm just such a lazy morning person. I wish I was I had a morning routine that didn't just consist of me waking up 45 minutes before I had to be at work. <laughs> but I, I just can't be that human right now in my stage of life. Maybe one day. Maybe. I actually hope not. Like, yeah, wake up in the morning and watch the news before I go to work? Like, what? Well, I don't, ne- don't necessarily that, but like... I don't know, have a little you time, like maybe do a little meditation. I don't know how to spend time with myself. That's a different conversation, though. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, next one. Cupcakes aren't good. The frosting is overwhelming and the actual cake portion literally tastes like nothing. Also, I think these people are just eating bad food. I will say cupcakes are overrated. I think they're overrated. Oh, 100% they're overrated. Okay. And that's I why bad. I don't make I don't make them a ton. Like as you all know, I bake in my free time. So I don't make them a ton. I, I typically only make them if someone like requests that I do it, but I don't, I don't agree. And also I don't think that they're eating cupcakes properly. I eat cupcakes in a sandwich style. Yes. You tear off the bottom and you put it on the top. Then you it's don't get frosting bad. on your face. So. I'm a fan. Whoopie pie. That's more of the vibe for me. Exactly. The ones that sell at Sheets are actually kind of decent. I actually thought about getting one the other day when I was in Sheets, yeah, getting it. beef jerky and a Diet Coke. Come on, greasy meat. <laughs> I need lots of protein. That might be the name of this episode. I'm sorry, y'all, might be greasy meat. So if you're listening <laughs> to this, like, know that my interest of thought one, if the name of this episode is greasy meat. <laughs> Um, this one is cheese is so overrated. It's not the liquid gold that most people make it out to be. I want this person, unless they're lactose intolerant, I just need them to go to a planet elsewhere because cheese is wonderful. Are you agreeing with them? I think cheese is overrated. How can you think cheese is overrated? People you put and it on- I regularly eat cheese together. Well, that, sure. But I think it's like, to me, I put cheese with bacon where I'm like, where people are like, what can make this better? More cheese, more bacon. Wrong. I don't agree with that. That's not a true well, no, thing. I don't, I don't agree with like the excessive amount of cheese that people do things with. But like, I don't, here's the, here's the thing about me. If, if you're giving me a cold deli sandwich and you put cheese on that, no, I won't eat it. I don't like, I don't like it. I don't know why. Like a cold, like if it's warm, I like cheese. I don't like cold cheese on a sandwich or anything. Pizza, I'm cool with. Certain certain cheeses I'm like moderately okay with. So like burrata, like cold burrata on like a sandwich, I could could get around that. Like, because it's not the same kind of texture. Now I'm trying to think if we've ever eaten. When have you ever seen me eat a deli sandwich with cheese on it that wasn't warm? I'm trying to think if we've ever eaten like Subway or Jimmy John's together. I always get it toasted. If I ever get cheese on it, I get it toasted. And if I get Jimmy John's, I order it without cheese. I know. It's shocking. Now, I like a cheese. Like, that to me is fine. Like, I mean, like cheese, like cubes or like on a cracker. Like, I can get behind that. But like cheese, I sometimes like don't even put like, if I make a, a hamburger at home, like I don't put cheese on it. I know. I put a fuck ton of mayonnaise, but like I don't want to eat. I know. I grew up in Amish country, so cheese was just like yeah, it's a way of life. Yeah, no, for sure. You prevalent. have prevalent. Yeah. Wow, we are really just like learning things about each other this evening. This is big. This is a big moment. <laughs> um. Also, I'm just sorry. I keep saying um before every single one of these. It's a I problem. Even it, if it makes you feel. I know. So eating a banana is like eating mucus. It has the same texture as puke and also smells awful. 
the smell is not awful. They're being dramatic. The texture is a little mushy, but like. Well, I mean, I think everyone who eats bananas has like a window of time where a banana is perfect to them. That's fair. Like, I like mine right after the ones I have right now are not a great example, but are like right after they stop being green and they're just like had just become fully yellow. Like the lightest of fully yellow. Yeah, I'm I'm kind yeah. of the same way. But like my step grandpa likes to eat them when they're brown. And I just can't get behind that. Aren't bananas like the only like one of the only foods that like over the course of time their like nutritional like values change because of the ways in which like the sugars develop within the banana? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, because by the time they're brown, they're like full of sugar as opposed to like in the way that I mean, they still have sugar in them, but like it's less. Somebody referred to me or not to me. Somebody referred to um, cake or bananas as cake of the fruit world to me one time because of just like how like sugary they are, like and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow. I would say they're more like fudge of the fruit world. Hmm. But, like, I can understand the concept they were going for. Yeah. Also, how do you peel your bananas? From the bottom up, not from the not from the stem. Really? Yeah, you do it from the bottom, because when you do it from the bottom, it removes the little, like, thing at the end. And then you can just eat it from there. And then you don't get the strings. I'm learning so much about you today. Yeah, when you peel the banana from the top, that's when you get the little strings. If you peel it from the bottom, you don't get the strings. I peel mine from the middle because I just start like cracking like it with it. my nail. Fucking scary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was some of your better delivery ever. That was hilarious. Um god damn it okay uh just runny eggs are gross so many recipes call for half-cooked eggs did you all forget about salmonella or the fact that the slimy texture of the yolk is gross wrong we're and on also it's, on it's not the same as eating a raw egg it is heated to temperature it just hasn't heated to a point where it becomes solidified. Also, so, grow up. Correct. Dip Have you never had it? I know people people call them different things. My family called them picture frames, but they're one of the most delightful breakfast foods of all time. Mm. It's because of the dippy egg. I I feel like I always heard of like egg, birds in the basket or like eggs in the basket or like whatever it's called. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it's called. Well, sometimes it's called toad in a hole, but that's also something different in England. England, yeah, that's right to say. But yeah, there's various like ways to go about it. But yeah, no, runny eggs. Ugh, runny eggs on um runny poached eggs on eggs benedict is some of my favorite thing. Correct. Mangoes taste like mildew and dirt. A moldy mango is just more mango flavor. What is going on with this list? <laughs> I love a fucking mango. I'm a little indifferent to mango, but like I don't think it tastes like 
mildew. I think it's so good. I have heard that mangoes in America taste different than mangoes, like, where they naturally occur. You could say that about every single food on this planet, and I would simply believe you. Like, you would not have to convince me. Like, you could just say that, and I'd be like, you're right. Everything <laughs> here, true, though. very much GMO. Mushrooms are slimy and gross. Pizza room. Fuck you. I do say that we we both love mushrooms, but I do say that we I do know that we differ in the fact that one of us will not eat canned mushrooms. I will if I have to. Actually, my my grandma puts canned mushrooms on pizza, and that like it's good, like it's fine. Like, but if I have a preference, I would go fresh. I just have such nostalgia for canned mushrooms. Like my mom, when we would make homemade pizza when I was little, we would always put canned mushrooms on it. And for a long time, Pizza Hut always put canned mushrooms on their pizza. And I had a pizza, like a um, signature pizza with my childhood best friend, Amanda, where we would order stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut with mushrooms and green peppers on it. Wow. And for a long time, and every once in a while, like when one of us has like some sort of milestone moment, we'll send each other that pizza. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I'm charming as shit. I agree with that. <laughs> um, cooked fruit, like in pies, etc., is horrific. Fruit should just be eaten as is. Okay, you know my feelings on this. On cooked fruit? I think you do. You eat my pies, so what are you about to say? So, I don't mind cooked fruit. I you don't hate, like hot fruit. I hate hot fruit. And I like, that's why, like, even if I like, God, this is going to be gross. Even if I like heat up a pie to like put ice cream on top of it, like I will let it sit for a little bit with the ice cream on top of it to let the ice cream do what it needs to, to like get everything cooled down to where it almost kind of turns into like a soup. Yeah. Because I just don't like hot, hot, like pie filling. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I like fruit pies, but I yeah. prefer to eat them cold or room temperature. Yeah, and actually, that. my uncle feels very strongly about this, too, because my one cousin had um, pies at her wedding instead of cake. And he said the only way he, that he would pay for it is as long as they promised not to have any hot fruit pies. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you're if you're Jack Bug, you get to determine it, I guess. Correct. Um, center brownies are the best hands down. They're soft and fudgy and perfect. Whereas corner and side pieces are basically inedible rocks. I think you're making brownies wrong, but I will, I guess, agree. No, I won't. Cause I really like at least one edge. Maybe not a corner all the time, but like at least mm. one edge. Yeah, no, I'm pro metal, but I'm not anti edge. Shut up. Are you being inappropriate? Yeah. <laughs> a mess. A, a damn mess. Truly. Okay. I'm going to pick the final one. Yeah, one more. That works. <laughs> the way. Okay, here's this episode breakdown. Are you ready? 16 minutes of us rambling. 17 minutes of us talking about the Blue Jackets. 25 minutes of us talking <laughs> about food. <laughs> okay. 
I like this one because we have the same opinion, but also a deep love. Uh, you say that, but like it, we've disagreed on things that I don't think you expected us to disagree on so far in this episode. Cucumbers are delicious, yeah. but pickles? They're disgusting. Who decided it was a good idea to soak cucumbers in nasty-ass vinegar? We love pickles. Yeah, you're right. You you were dead right about that one. Yeah, I'm a pickle girl. One thing about me is I'm a pickle girl. I Did you see the Frank's Red Hot Dill Pickle flavor? Yes, I want to get it. I think we talked about it off we, recording. We probably did. Do you know what? I, I want to make fucking like every dip I can think of with that. Like, could you imagine like not a buffalo chicken dip because I feel like I, I don't need that. But like if you made it like a like a dill dip with like Frank's Red Hot with like a bunch of like fresh dill and like like a mozzarella, mozzarella and like you dip like, yeah, like that would be so good. Like, I love pickles. I'm honestly contemplating making my own pickles this summer because it's not that hard to do. Um, do you follow that one TikTok account of that girl who makes all sorts of, like, different, like, pickles? Yeah, I follow more than one. <laughs> Fair. All I know is that this the person who I was following, like, um, oh, God, I'm going to pronounce it wrong because I feel like an idiot. Um, this is because I think we're from central Ohio. So when I see A-L-U-M, I say alum, like alum Creek, but it's not, that's not how you pronounce it. It's like a loom. Um, but that's like the like thing that you put into pickles to like keep them crunchy. And this girl had been doing it for like so long. And like, she was like, I hear you can do this trick. And I'm like, I thought you had to put those in pickles. Like, (laughs) like I thought that was a requirement. My dad used to make, uh, pickled like banana peppers. I don't think he ever made pickles, pickles, but. No, yeah, my mom used to make my mom used to make um refrigerator pickles, mm. which are like they're more cucumber than pickle, but like they're still pickled, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're more crunchy. Um but no, I follow several people on TikTok that make pickles. Um Condiment Claire, anyone who knows her, she loves to make a pickle. I also want to make my own pickled red onions this summer. Because I see those on TikTok all the time. And shout out to the TikTok person who got Chipotle to start putting um, peppers and onions in their quesadillas. Yeah, Keith Lee. I think it's hilarious that it's called a quesadilla. That's hilarious. (laughs) Because I had it tonight for the first time and it is delicious. Did you get the vinaigrette and the sour cream? Did you mix them? I did not because I what I do when I get quesadillas is I get rice, corn, and sour cream. And then I make I dip my quesadilla in the sour cream, but then I mix the remnants of the rice and the corn with the remnants of the sour cream and turn it into a dip and mm. eat the rest of my chips of it. This is down to a science. I do highly recommend that you try the vinaigrette and the sour cream together with the quesadilla. It is actually incredible. I will do that for you. Okay. Thank you so much. You will be like amazed. Like you'll like, cause it's like Pashi. So our friend Pashi that used to tell us that she had, we had a drizzle, just like straight honey on our Chipotle, like not the vinaigrette, but just straight honey. And it would change our life. And she was absolutely right. And I feel that way about this uh, vinaigrette. It's really good. Um, highly recommend that. Highly recommend that. There was something you were saying about, Oh God, what were you saying? About pickles. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I want to try those ranch pickles that people make where they put the, like, ranch packet into the jar of pickles. Pashi made them, and she loved them. Speaking of Pashi again. This is the Pashi um, show. It is. But speaking of, we get to see her next week. 
So. Oh my god, what a great point! I, you're so right. Though, like again, I forget what week it is. <laughs> so okay, we still have a week. Can you just remind me when I'm supposed to drive down to Ohio? Yep, Thursday. <laughs> I might have to come down Friday, but we'll figure that out. All right, that's fine. It'll be a journey. Um, so outside of unpopular food opinions, Laura, is there anything else that's on your radar as we wrap <laughs> this one up? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, I'm going to a game with a listener on Sunday. Oh, is that the game you're going to? I knew you were talking about it, but I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so I'm going to a game with um, Morgan, one of our beloved listeners. Oh, literally one of the most brilliant human beings. I'm so excited for you. So I'm excited. Our Pensacola transplant. Correct. And a lover of all plants and birds, unfortunately, from my perspective. Oh, but yeah, Morgan Dahl. She already knows that I don't like birds. That's a win. So. That's a win. Um, oh, God, that'll be so fun. I can't wait for her to also now know all of the things that you say during games. That's true. So, Morgan, prepare yourself. I also feel very honored. She uh, chose to ask me over taking any of her children. <laughs> Listen, I love that. I love that. I Plus, it's going to be her birthday game. So, and you know how I feel about a birthday game. You are the queen of a birthday game, Morgan. She will make you feel like a birthday queen. I, As somebody who does not like birthdays, uh, Laura doesn't let me not like my birthday. That's true. Yeah, it's a journey. One day when we get in the grand fight that ends it all, he's going to be like, I hate you for making me like my birthday and celebrate it each year. Yeah, I think two of those things, two of the two things that you just mentioned are probably never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, plus I also love you dearly and I tell you that I don't like my birthday. <laughs> That's true, but I still make you celebrate it. You do, yeah. You, you certainly Did we do. tell the people what we're doing for your birthday this year? Listen, we have not confirmed this plan. You were just I've confirmed it. And you said I'm taking you to the deer farm for your birthday. Not just the deer farm. The albino deer farm. The so albino sorry. deer farm. I think my birthday's on like some sort of like a fucking Wednesday this year, though. My birthday sucks this year, like when it falls on the calendar. I don't care. We're good. My birthday was a Thursday. Oh, my birthday's on Monday. That's worse. Ew. I know, right? Oh, well. But yeah, that's the only thing I think. Fun. Who do they play on? Who do they play on Sunday? Ottawa. All right. Well, yeah, I can go one way or another. There's probably no middle (laughs) ground there. Um, There's probably no Ryan Reynolds, soon to be Ottawa Senators. Yeah, he was there at their game today again. Oh, absolutely wild. And he Absolutely. just sold like a huge company, so he has the cash yeah, money he now. Had a mobile company, like what the fuck? Who knew that Ryan Reynolds had a Canada. mobile company until he sold it? Yeah, it was only in Canada. Wild. But, yeah, he definitely has the money now to at least be a partial owner of the Ottawa Senators. I'm rooting for him. His soccer team is doing pretty well. Could you imagine just owning a sports franchise and having enough money to buy another? No, because at this point, 
I can't even afford to be a sports fan, but we make it work. No sports fans. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, you tell the other sports fans where they can follow us sports fans. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say before we go? No, you're no. just like, please, please I'm read good. the thing so that we could go. No, um, wait, we're about to wrap up this episode at 12 13, and I promise you all I'm going to be asleep by 12 19. Like, right. I can assure you. Okay, well, so that Jeremy can go to bed, uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a website that you can check out, subjectivelyspeaking.com. We also have merchandise. So if you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, go to subjectivelymerch.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, uh, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And again, we don't know how algorithms work. We just know all your ratings, reviews, subscriptions, likes, comments, whatever. Um, help us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts and hope to bring and help to bring more people to this lovely little community of ours. So other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And friends, until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, um, we hope you take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and cuss out your local politician. We will talk to you all on Tuesday. Bye.